You're listening to Unscripted with Alex, a podcast that empowers young families to make choices that are best for them and their children. Welcome to Unscripted with Alex. Hi, Alex. Thank you for having me. Thank you for being on and for having a chat with us today about um, yoga in pregnancy and getting prepared for birth. And so you're a yoga instructor. Yep. You're a mum. Mm-hmm. And you're also in training to be a doula. So you've got lived experience and professional experience and knowledge to give to us. Yep. So um, what... I want you to start off with today is if you can go through what your um, pregnancy was like and tell us a bit about that story. Yeah, sure. So my pregnancy, I think, was pretty straightforward. Um, my partner and I um, were kind of like, let's try and see if we can get pregnant. And pretty much it happened straight away, which was really lucky. Um, however, it was COVID. It was locked down. Um, I didn't, it wasn't unusual for me to skip a cycle. And so we didn't realize that we were pregnant for the first three months, which is quite a long time. Um, so 13 weeks, we found out we were pregnant and then no real morning sickness or anything. And because it was COVID lockdown, I was, I was resting basically mm-hmm. anyway. So there was nothing that I was really like, made me feel that I was pregnant. Um, and yeah, then at about uh, 20 weeks, we moved down south. We were in Perth um, for the beginning of the pregnancy. We moved down south um, and I knew that I wanted um, a, a continuity of care. Um, but my GP in Perth was like, oh, I don't, th- I wouldn't recommend home birth to start off with. Um, and so he swayed my partner and I to go with um, a hospital birth. Um, but we employed a private midwife to f- come with us to the hospital. Yeah. Um, and yeah, through pregnancy, um, it was pretty standard, healthy pregnancy. Obviously I had my private midwife doing all the appointments and everything, coming and checking on Bob at my home, which was lovely. I was doing yoga. Probably there wasn't many, um, pregnancy yoga courses around. Um, yeah, unfortunately at that time. So I was just doing my vinyasa or my yin, um, again, because I wasn't working, I was going quite a bit, like almost, um, five, six times a week. Oh, wow. Great. Yeah. That was like my morning routine. Go do yoga and yeah, do the grocery shopping. And yeah, because it was COVID. It was like, I wasn't going to get a job when I was pregnant and just take time and rest. Yeah. Yeah. So those two types of yoga, they're more restorative, slow moving. Vinyasa can be quite um, intense, but um, I was also training to do my um, prenatal yoga training at the same time. So I kind of knew what I could and couldn't do um, and my body's limitations. So vinyasa is a bit more of a flow. It can be intense, but you can take it easy if you prefer. Yin is more restorative, definitely. Hold poses for a lot longer. It doesn't mean necessarily that it's easier, um, but you do use a lot of props. So I could prop myself up in certain positions and it was a lot easier to navigate my belly, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah, like I said, I started doing, um, my prenatal training while I was pregnant. So I knew exactly what I could do and what I couldn't do. Um, and yeah, that was, that was it really. (laughs) So we will go into discussing a little bit more of what the yoga, um, in is like in pregnancy, um, when you do like a proper pregnancy yoga course, Mm -hmm. but I just want to jump back. So you said your doctor didn't want you to do a home birth 
a meaning for your first birth. They yeah. did okay. Yeah. And so down here in the Southwest, we do have the option to get the private midwife. Mm -hmm. So just for the listeners that aren't too aware of what a private midwife is or what they do, can you just dive into that a little bit more for us? Yeah. For me, finding information on that was so tough. Like I called a midwife friend and I was like, look, I didn't know there was private midwives and public midwives and do I need an obstetrician? I just didn't like the idea of... um, paying an obstetrician and and seeing him at every appointment and then him maybe not even being like there to deliver my baby. So I really wanted the continuity of care. Um, And yeah, so we have two options down here in the Southwest, which is lovely, two ladies, um, Sam and Loralee, and hopefully we'll be getting some more options soon. We also have like a CMPA community midwifery program with um, Bunbury Hospital. So you can have a home birth with a public midwife which is um for those who uh it's a bit more it's a better financial option i suppose because private midwives can be a little, a little expensive there's not a lot of rebate on them um but yeah. yeah and so um yeah that shocked me as well um when i became pregnant i didn't realize i suppose i had never really thought about it but i didn't realize that you even with your midwife when you go into a hospital on that night or whenever you have your baby that you might get a different midwife and each time you go to the hospital to do yeah. those checkups you have a different um midwife then yeah and also that your doctor would yeah um, not potentially be there yeah um which was the case with us that so we did a, a hospital birth and we didn't have any of the people that we knew we were um lucky in our support system that we were prepared for yep. going in with having a little team. Yeah. Um, so I can definitely see the benefit for having a private midwife, yeah. um, 100%. So um, coming towards the end of your pregnancy, what were you feeling? Like was the body aching or did you have any troubles or anything like that? No, like I said, pregnancy was really good. I wanted to get as much information as I could on board. <laughs> I read books. I watched um, documentaries. Uh, I thought I knew it all. <laughs> um, I thought I was very knowledgeable going in. And I, I suppose I was I was pretty prepared, I suppose. I knew my breathing techniques, things like this. The, there was the normal aches and pains that come with late pregnancy with the third trimester. But um yeah, what's all? Yeah. And so um, what were the first signs that you were going into labour for you? Oh, actually, I started, I we, I went into labour quite early at 38 weeks. So I thought we still had a couple of weeks. <laughs> were most, you ready? No. <laughs> I mean, most mums, most first time mums go into labour, they go over the 40 weeks. And so I was like, great, at least two more weeks. Um, but that didn't happen. The car seat wasn't, the car, you know, the capture wasn't in the car yet. The birth preference. <laughs> weren't printed yet um uh we did the first sign of labor was a little leaking a little trickle at about 6 p.m my sister and her husband had just moved in with us two days prior from over east yeah they were like we'll just stay until the baby comes and then like we'll move out and uh, as it happened they were so helpful in the first few weeks. So I was like, you oh, guys can stay fabulous. as long as you want. <laughs> so yeah, they're still oh. living with us. Oh, great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they help with the dog and the baby and the house. So it's worked out perfect, really. Um, but yeah, so they were there. We were playing Monopoly Deal and I didn't tell anyone. <laughs> I didn't tell anyone, but I was like, I think I think that um, my, I've stopped leaking. And so I just put a little pad in to, to monitor it. Um, then by about 10 PM, we went to bed and I said to my partner, like, I think, I think that, um, my waters are leaking. Um, and he was like, oh, okay. Like, um, you know, let's just 
chill out, see how it goes. Um, and probably within half an hour, I got up to pee and <laughs> didn't make it to the toilet and my water's we're all over the floor. <laughs> so you had the typical um, movie time. Yeah, I suppose, yeah, yeah. 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 There was a splash. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I said, babe, like, yeah, I think this is it. Um, I st- And I couldn't believe it. I was like, no, it's not it. I still like at least another week. Um, so we sat down. We hadn't really chosen any names or anything yet. I texted my midwife. She said, just chill out, you know, see how you go. Have you had any contractions yet? And I had, but I didn't want to tell her because I didn't want to, like, <laughs> worry her or... Or, jinx, like, I, I know um, some people kind of... You want to... You hear the stories of people getting so excited and then it sort of stops. Yeah, Were you thinking, yeah. like, oh, I don't want it to yeah. stop? I thought I was in it for the long haul. I thought, you know, it'd be another day or so. Um, turns out that wasn't the case. <laughs> um, I, yeah, so I'd had a contraction. It was just like an intense like period pain. So yeah, just didn't worry her. We laid on the bed, we chose some names and we were like, okay, try and get some rest, try to go to sleep. And I had another one and another one. And I was like, there is absolutely no way I can sleep through this. <laughs> absolutely not. So got in the shower. I was like, I need something to help. I wanted to labor at home as long as I could, because I was scared of getting to the hospital and then being turned away, then saying, no, you're not dilated enough, go home. And because we're in Margaret River and we chose to birth in Bustleton, it's a 40-minute drive. So we really didn't want to have to go home in the middle of the night. So we just chilled out. Um, I was in the shower to start. I did. I was sick in the shower. Was my body just getting rid of everything, ready to give birth, basically. Um, and then I started having intense cramps in my legs. Yeah, um, that happened to me too. Yeah. No one ever told me about that. I didn't think that that was a thing. No, either. And yeah. actually, yeah, you're the only other person that I've sort of yeah. known that said yeah, that. Yeah, so this time I'm stocking up on the magnesium. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, I, told, I was like, what can I do about this? And I thought, I was like, oh, I've got some magnesium salts. Um, I was like, babe, run the bath, put the salts in it, like just do it now. And he was like, okay, okay. So went and hopped in the bath, actually put my toe in the bath, and I was like, this is way too hot. <laughs> you know. Um, and partners try their best. But. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he was running around, you know, printing the preferences, getting the car seat in the car, like looking after the dog. He had to like whisper to my sister and her husband who have gone to bed, like, I think Janice is in labor. <laughs> um, and they're like, yeah, we can hear it. <laughs> like, oh, you think you're being like yeah. quiet. And, <laughs> no. Yeah. So I was in the bath probably an hour or so. I, like, you know, you lose track of time. Um, and just couldn't get comfortable. It was a big bathtub, but, um, still just couldn't get comfortable. And I didn't probably realize at the time, like we didn't want to bother our midwife. I was like, this could go on until tomorrow morning. It was probably like midnight or so by then. Okay. And so, yeah, I just didn't want to bother her and, um, was in the bath. So I kind of had, did a little check myself. Um, and I was like, I think, I think I can feel the head. <laughs> Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. So you knew what to look for because you had, what, how did you know? Well, no, I didn't really know. Oh, okay. What to look for. You just, just thought, yeah, I'm you just knew your body. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'd done a lot of reading and things on like the stages of labor and things like that. But when it's your first time, you still don't really know what to expect, do yeah. you? Um, so, yeah, I was like, I think I can feel the head. And they were getting really intense. I put some affirmations on, which is really good. Um, but my partner really wasn't with me a lot because he was running around doing this, doing that. 
Was that good for you because you were tuning into yourself or did you no, I you need someone? Yeah. You're like, I need you. Yeah, and was grabbing his hand like, okay. stay. But um, he's like, I've got to put the car seat in the car. Like, we've got to get you to hospital. Um, and, yeah, it got to a stage where he was like, we have to get you to hospital. And I was like, okay. So he texted his midwife. This is the second text probably um, at 2 a.m. Uh, like, okay, we're heading to the hospital now. And she was like, okay, great. Like, let me know how it goes. Um, the car journey probably, oh, I remember having a surge like outside in the middle of like the driveway getting to the car and I was like, oh my God, I bet the whole street can hear me. <laughs> I was so loud. I like, I definitely roared. <laughs> I, I did too. I was a vocal person, yeah. but yeah. you, it's, um, it's just instincts, isn't it? It's yeah. animal instincts. It just it's- happens and mm-hmm. it helps. It helps mm-hmm. with the, Yeah. Yeah, I found it helped too, just with the whole um, releasing tension or moving through the yep. emotion or whatever it is, just having that um, vibration as well through the yeah. body. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. That's it. Um, so, yeah, in the back seat I went with the car seat there too, <laughs> trying to sprawl out. Um, How was that drive? It was, was it pretty uncomfortable? It was pretty uncomfortable, yeah. Um, but I do remember that there was a split second where I was like looking out the window above me because um, it was behind me and I could see the stars because um, obviously it's kind of country here. There's not too much like um, light pollution. And I was like, oh, like, yeah, I'll get to meet my baby soon. So that was really nice. That kind of got me through it. That sounds like a really lovely moment. Yeah, yeah. That's why. Yeah. Keep um, that one in the memory bank. <laughs> yeah. And so my partner had a playlist on in the car as well. So it got me through it. Um, got to the hospital in Bustleton and instinctively, I suppose my partner just put a hoodie on me um, and I was like, I was fine with it. Um, and he tied my hair up and I was like, I'm going to have this baby in the car park. <laughs> like I can't walk. <laughs> um, so I did another check in the car park and I was like, yeah, like the head's here. I can't walk. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, not that the head wasn't out yet, but it was definitely, right pushing. Yeah. Yeah. With, with every search. Yeah. Um, so I think the car ride slowed me down, but I was definitely still in transition. Um, little did my partner know he rocked up, not at the emergency exit. We were quite far away and, and I think the actual entrance doors were locked and he had to run to the entrance. He was like, can I get a wheelchair from someone? I was like bent over like a planter box, like having a search. Um, and he came with a wheelchair and I was like, I can't, I can't sit down and I can't walk. So I don't know what to do. Like this baby's going to come in the car park. He, she didn't. <laughs> they got me sitting down um, and I put the hoodie over my head and I, I kind of covered my face, which I I, it was kind of because I didn't want people to see me. Like I didn't want people to, anyone to recognize me at like, you know, 3am in the emergency department of Bustleton. I don't know who would have seen me, but <laughs> um, it, it really helped going into like the bright lights and everything. Yeah. I was going to say to do with the bright lights yeah. as well keeps you in. Yeah. And of- so there wasn't like heaps of things to look at. And yeah, I was just staying internal, I suppose, and focusing on, well, focusing on actually not getting the baby out just yet. <laughs> actually, at that point, it's holding it yeah, in. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we got up to the suite and um, the midwives quickly did a, um, a blood pressure check on myself. Um, and I, I had always wanted a uh, water bath and... I was like, should I get in the bathtub? And they're like, no, no, there's no time. <laughs> like, we don't have time to fill the bathtub. Um, they said, get on the bed, like put your hands on the bed and lean over. And um, 
they went to check the, I think the baby's heart rate. And my partner was just like, you don't have time for that either. Like this baby's coming now. Like the head was there. I was thinking that when you said they checked your blood pressure, even I was like, sounds like the baby's just coming. There's no time for this monitoring. Yeah, there was no time. Do you find yourself constantly reaching for sugary foods? It's no secret that eating too much sugar can wreak havoc on your gut health. Not only does it feed bad gut bacteria, but it can also cause inflammation and damage to the gut lining. Fatika Co's Gut Health Protocol is here to help. Our simple four-week reset program is designed to remove triggers and unwanted microbes, supporting you through your sugar hangover and repairing the gut. So why wait? Start feeling better today with Fatika Co's Gut Health Protocol. Time them, or were you just going um, intuitively, just following your body? Yeah, to start with, my partner was timing them, um, and then he just got too busy, you know, printing the preferences and putting the car seat in the car. Then he was like, "We've got to go." Like it sounds like the baby's coming, so I think we should go to the hospital. And yeah. there was no time to read the preferences. Also, no, no one saw the preferences. <laughs> and then. Um, for after baby has come out, um, your final stage, did you do um, a naturally delivered yeah, placenta? Yeah, so we did a physiological third stage, which is what I wanted. Um, we're very happy with that. Delayed cord clamping. Um, baby came straight up onto my chest for skin to skin and she did a little bit of a breast crawl and yeah. Gorgeous. It was actually, they transferred me to another room a few hours later and then I, we were there. I think we are in the hospital maybe 10 hours in total. They kind of came in and said, so what are your plans for the day? And we were like, um, no plans. <laughs> but I suppose what we do you mean? <laughs> yeah. So we're like, okay, like we may as well go home. I think we'll be more comfortable there. So, Oh, wow. So yeah. you went straight home the next day. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, she was born at 3 a.m. or so, and we were home by lunchtime. Yeah. And so um, – did she latch on and she was feeding easily um, or what? No, there was a little bit of a journey. I do have one flat nipple um, and then, of course, nipple pain. So I, we were using a nipple shield for about four weeks. And then one day um, a private midwife comes to see you um, in the postnatal um, period as well for up to about six weeks. And one day my midwife, Laura Lee, just said, well, why are you still using it? And I said, oh, yeah, okay. I suppose I can get rid of it now. So we got rid of yeah. it. And, yeah. It's funny that you mentioned that I um, we had trouble as well with feeding um, both nipples flat, but one in particular he just didn't want to get onto <laughs> and had so much trouble with nipple shields. And yeah. I kept trying to use them and getting so frustrated with them. And a close friend who I always talk about in this podcast, yeah. <laughs> always comes back to her, um, she said to me, if you don't like using the nipple shield, just get rid of it. And I was yeah. like, Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. I should get rid of that. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. funny. These. It just takes yeah one person to say something, and you're like, oh yeah. Mm. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. And so with the um baby crawl, like, was your um cord long enough that she could get up onto the nipple? It was, I suppose. I don't really. I didn't really. Can't remember. Um, yeah, I can't remember. I suppose. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and um, so for the listeners, again, that don't know what that is, can you describe what the baby crawl is? Sure. So instinctively, babies um, will know to look for and to smell for your nipple or your colostrum. Um, so if a baby's chest, sorry, placed a little lower on your chest, then 
hopefully maybe they try and do a little wiggle and look like their head starts bobbing and they'll try to get to your nipple and try and latch on. And what is the benefit of doing that? Um, Well, skin to skin straight away, it has so many benefits. Um, It's going to help with the release of the placenta and also with um, any blood loss, any hemorrhaging. So um, getting bub onto the breast straight away um, is going to be great for them. Sometimes it can take, though, quite a while um, you know, they've just been through birthing, so um, they're all very dazed and confused. Um, so it can take an hour up to a couple of hours for them to do that. But if it is taking a couple of hours, you would want a midwife or someone there to help you, yeah. assist you. Yeah. And your placenta came out easily or like what, um, explain how that kind of happened? Because we don't really talk much about what happens yeah. with the placenta. It's like, oh, baby's out and end of the story. <laughs> yeah. No, third stage was... I mean, it's all a bit of a, maybe we don't talk about it because it's a bit of a blur because you've just had this baby and you've got a baby on your chest. But, Good point. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, it, yeah, it came out naturally. Um, I think my midwife maybe did a small tug mm-hmm. or maybe she was just like, it's here. I don't particularly remember, but it came out fine, I think within half an hour. Um, and we kept it um, and we encapsulated it. Oh, so, you did? Yeah. Okay, beautiful. Cool. Yeah. And you had a look at it afterwards. And yes, see I did. What yeah, it she like. brought it up to me and showed it to me. Yeah. Beautiful. All right. Well, that is a really beautiful, positive birth story that I think um, is it's a good one for people to listen to because oh, I think you. when you're going through your pregnancy and you're preparing for a birth, there's lots of stories um, and you can get all sorts of, um, you know, positive and then not so positive ones. Mm-hmm. And I think it's really nice just to um, surround yourself with positive stories. Like yeah. That. It's really nice to have lots of positive stories, but also um, I think sometimes people get too caught up in the really positive ones where mom just breathes baby out and then they're like that did not happen to me (laughs) so it's okay to roar baby out Um, oh totally yes yes (laughs) yeah Um, Yeah. and to feel all the feels and to go through the movements and emotions and and the emotions of giving birth um but yeah as long as mom feels um empowered and in control all the way well No, they probably do feel like they lose a little bit of control, but in control of their body and the decisions that are made around their body, then hopefully they have a positive birth experience, no matter how, how much they roared or, you know, didn't sing baby out or breathe baby out. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, that's right. I think when you do like the hypno courses and stuff, you think, oh, we're just like breathe it out. But yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, like it sounds like you and me, we both definitely roll that baby right out. Yeah. <laughs> um, and also a positive birth story can look so different. And so yeah. it could also, you know, you can have positive C-sections and you can have positive, um, you know, with epidurals and all sorts of different yeah. visions. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. So I want to dive now into the yoga side of things. So were you teaching yoga before you got pregnant you said i i have been qualified for about five years now um but my partner and i were working on the super yachts before moving back to australia just before getting pregnant um so not full time i would teach um clients that came on the yachts i'd teach the crew on the yachts and then on my off time i would teach um family birthday parties or weddings or things like that so never full time but yes i have been teaching i've been qualified for about five years and have just started um part-time teaching again in the prenatal and the mums and bubs after bub arrived when she was about five months i started back yeah. Oh, great. So you do um, now yoga for women throughout their whole pregnancy. When does that 
start? When would they be able to start doing yoga? You Oh, you can start doing yoga from whenever. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Beautiful. Preconception, yeah. yeah. Um, definitely. Um, to come to the prenatal yoga course, you'd want to know that you were pregnant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and, yeah, you can come all the way up until I had one mum coming until she was like 40, 41 weeks. <laughs> yeah. And so we'll get into that as well. Um, actually, let's just touch on it now while we're at it. What is the benefit of yoga for in those later stages of pregnancy? Can it help bring bub out? Yeah, oh, definitely. So, and it can help get bub into a really good um, position for birthing. And also it helps. There's so many benefits of yoga to start with that you're going to get. Yeah. Obviously the main things, the flexibility, the strength, things like that. But then the prenatal course um, really helps with things like breathing techniques. So that was a big one that I used while um, we were in labor um, yeah, all the different ways, the breath work that you can do to help control your surges, to help get you through things like that. Um, the circulation of the body, the, of the, all the extra blood that's in our body, um, while we're pregnant, um, positions that, yeah, help bub if you've got breech bub, then there's, um, active labor poses. So, um, poses that are really going to help you yeah, bring bub down birth canal in labor. Did you use any of those, um, poses then during your birth? Yes, definitely. Um, you know, squatting, lunging, side lunging, all really good for moving your hips. Um, and also gravity as well. Help like squatting helps gravity get baby out, you know? (laughs) And so, um, so you touched on it being good for physical, um, lots of physical benefits and then also for breathing. Mm -hmm. Do you find it, helpful for women to tune in at all and help them sort of come up with so many things going through your mind when you're pregnant and then you're trying to prepare for a birth and you're trying to make decisions. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think one of the main benefits for me anyway, in my practice is the mental side of it. Um, so at the beginning of our classes, we always do a little bit of visualization. So, um, visualizing like there's different ones every week, but a positive birth or visualizing and connecting with bub in case anyone's struggling with like that connection. There's heaps of mental yeah. things that yeah. um, yoga helps you prepare for labor for. Yeah, definitely. I like the idea of the visualization yeah. and trying to think of like surges and yep. a visual yep. and waves thing. and yeah, being in your bubble comfort and yeah. things like that. Yeah. And we also do a lot of work, um, on your pelvic floor as well, which you wouldn't do in a normal, probably yoga class, which is obviously so important. Um, your pelvic floor gets a big workout after giving birth. So the recovery, if, if you've got a strong pelvic floor, then recovery is going to be better. Actually that's, yeah. Funny you said that there's, um, that was one of the main times when I would do my pelvic floor exercises when I was doing, um, the yoga during my pregnancy as well. It's just a, um, a reminder to, yeah, focus on and strengthen that. And the more we talk about it, I think every time I heard someone say, even on a podcast about pelvic floor, I'd be like, Oh, that's right. And then I would do some exercises. So it's like, Oh, just a quick little reminder, a little prompt to, to work on those. Yeah. So, um, you kind of talked about that as being one difference in the mum pregnancy yoga compared to other yoga. Um, so how is pregnancy yoga, um, different to those ones that you were talking about earlier, the vinyasa. So, yeah. So we focus on those things a lot more. We focus on the active labor positions that are going to help you. We do specific visualizations, um, breath work that's going to help you. Um, I didn't know this, 
before pregnancy, but um, your pelvis is a joint and it moves when you're pregnant <laughs> with all the relaxing, the hormone in our body. And so um, keeping our pelvis like nice and flexible, but also aligned so that it's really easy for Bob to engage and move down is another big one we focus on. Um, okay. Yeah. And so somebody who's maybe looking at coming into a, um, a yoga class, do they – what if they've never done yoga before? Like yeah. what should they sort of expect? Yeah, they no can worries. come? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You don't need any kind of previous yoga experience to come to the prenatal course. We take it nice and easy. Obviously everyone there has a growing bub inside of them. So it's nice and gentle. Um, and yeah, you can expect some gentle, easy vinyasa style movements or hatha poses. Um, and then we finish the class normally with um, some yin, so lying on our side, um, relaxing, connecting with Barb, and yeah. And what if you're not flexible? Do you have to be flexible? No, you don't have to be flexible. <laughs> like I like I like the saying: um, saying I'm not flexible enough to do yoga is saying I'm too dirty to hop in the bath. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's only going to improve your flexibility. Um, there's all different um, levels there. And also we use a lot of props in prenatal yoga. So even if you can't touch your toes, we've got a block or a bolster there to help you, you know, in a forward fold. Or, yeah. okay. And um, what about if they're feeling nauseous or um, they're having trouble with, I don't know, dizziness or blood pressure or anything like that? What sort of, sort of care is taken in there to yeah, sure. So we move really slowly and I tell everyone to just go at their own pace and to do what feels good in their body for that day. We do like a little mental check-in, um, body scan, see what feels good today because your practice one day can look totally different to your practice the next day, um, no matter what your level is. So we always take it nice and easy and yeah, just go to the limit that you feel is comfortable. I always say to people as well, because of the relaxing in our body, the hormone that makes us a little more flexible when we're pregnant, during pregnancy yoga, kind of come to your edge or find where your edge is and then come back a little bit because it is easier to injure yourself um, with the relaxing. So we don't want to overstretch anything. So, yeah, so if you weren't <laughs> very flexible before, you're going to be a little bit more flexible <laughs> now that you're pregnant yeah. just because you're pregnant yeah. and you've got the hormones. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, we just we, – but, yeah, we don't want to injure ourselves. No, so. no definitely not. Um, and then also I know sometimes things like um, – People who maybe haven't done yoga or any meditation can feel um, nervous about doing it, or su I suppose, or not sure. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know how to meditate. Yeah. Or can it take a while for people to start to um, get the feel for it? Yeah, yeah. And I always say to people that it's a practice, not a perfect. Um, mm -hmm. So, and and that your yoga practice is going to look totally different to the person next to you. So there's no comparison, no judging. That we're always in a safe space. Um, also, that I'm just a guide. I'm not. I'm not telling you you have to do something. You can follow along if you like. Um, but if you want to sit there and meditate the whole time, or if you want to stay in child's pose the whole time, then you're totally more like welcome to. So. I like that. Yeah. I think, um, before I ever did yoga, there's sort of this idea of what, and I think maybe it comes from movies or something mm. that, um, yoga is a very strict practice and that, um, you know, you've got to follow along quite mm. strictly and, uh, and be a certain way and look a certain way. Yeah. But in reality, it's real all about yourself, isn't yeah. it? And it's doing your own individual thing and only going as far as you can go. Yeah, definitely. Or... Yeah, there is stricter styles, I suppose, of yoga, but um, prenatal definitely isn't one of them. <laughs> no. 
And so now you are um, in training to be a doula. So firstly, what is a doula? Yeah, so a doula is a support person um, through pregnancy. It can be through preconception as well, pregnancy, through your labor, and then into your postnatal period. So you can get um, pregnancy doulas and you can get postnatal doulas or you can get both. Um, And yeah, I'm training to do both. So birth and postnatal uh, doula work, support. Um, And yeah, I'm there to support you and your partner, um, basically become a family because it's tough and um, sometimes people don't have support or sometimes um, you don't really want the support of someone that's so close to you um, in such an intimate space or... um, yeah, sometimes another woman, like for me, my first birth, I just wanted my partner there. Now I'm like, I would totally have a doula because it's having another lady there who, or, or a woman there who has been through what you're going through and knows what it's like as much as partners love to help and, and they do a great job of helping the oxytocin game going through your um, body. Sometimes they just don't know what you're going through. <laughs> so yeah. It's a different thing. And also um, the partner might need some support as well. Yeah. And a doula is there for both of Definitely. you, right? Both the partner, any, any other family members as well. Um, the cat, the dog, any, any kind of support that you need during your pregnancy, your labor or your postpartum, I'm there for you. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. And why would someone have, um, so they might be thinking, well, I'm going to have a nurse in the room or I'm going to have like the midwives. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, How's a doula going to different yeah. and differ to that, and how does it all look in yeah. in the room? So, because a doula doesn't do any medical procedures or take any checks or observations or anything like that, I'm there to focus 100% on the mum if that's what they want. If mum wants me to be focused on their other child or the partner or helping around the room or whatever, that's what I'm doing. So, yeah, while the midwife is watching um, and observing everything that needs to be done medically, I'll be there for mum holding her hand, like helping her roll through the surges and yeah. Giving her that just, um, yeah, mental support. Yeah. Um, yeah. Friendship support. That's amazing. And so what made you decide you wanted to be a doula? Yeah. Well, there was a few things. I suppose the first thing is coming from working on super yachts to, um, becoming a mum, I was like, well, I can't go back to super yachts now <laughs> that are like in Europe and you know, totally different lifestyle. Yeah. Can't take Bob there. Um, so I was like, what am I going to do? I was kind of, you know, I'm pregnant now. I suppose I'll see what happens after I'm pregnant. Um, and then giving birth to my daughter, obviously, it changes you, doesn't it? Um, Completely. Yep. Yeah, it changes your outlook on life. Um, I know I've heard it before and it sounds cliche, but yeah, it does. And then another pivotal moment was um, the documentary Birth Time. Um, if, I don't know if you've seen that. I know, I yeah. haven't. It's, I think it's available for streaming on Netflix. Um, I went and saw a screening of that probably when my daughter was maybe three months old or so. Um, and I went with my midwife and a few other mums who had birth with my midwife. And um, it was really good. It just showed the continuity of care and how important it is for birthing families. Um, and I left being like, oh my God, I want to be a doula. Like I want to help mums through this stage. Um, and I kind of felt like I was already doing some of the things, um, holding space for women in, um, in yoga, um, 
supporting my friends and family who have given birth, you know, making meals, coming around, helping walk the dog, um, do the housework, anything like that. Um, and then that, yeah, I just thought, I, like, I want to do this. So, yeah. You're just following that path. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I've only just started hearing more about the post, um, postnatal doula. Yeah. I know two other um, ladies who have also been on this podcast are doing it and um, you're doing it. It sounds so important yeah. because after giving birth is a time when, it, first of all, it's if it's the first time, it's everything's completely new and you don't know what, what on earth you're doing. <laughs> Um, but also it's a very fragile time. You're, um, probably very sleep deprived. That's a point when mental illness or, Mm -hmm. um, mental health issues can come into play as well. And so having, and also if you, um, particularly if you're a FIFO partner, I'm hearing that theme is quite big for FIFO, um, people to have, or like the FIFO mum to have maybe a bit more, um, difficulty yeah. because you're sort of single parenting yeah. for a portion of the time it could would be, rough. be very, very, very tough. Yeah. And so having a postnatal doula would just be so valuable yeah. for all women. Yeah. Yeah. So we're there to help, um, support you in any way that we can. Obviously different doulas have different packages. Um, but yeah, in cooking meals, cleaning the house, holding bub so that you can rest, um, running baths, walking the dog, um, the laundry, changing your sheets. Yeah. Basically anything that we can, or just sitting with mum and listening to them. Because yeah. it's a very lonely time, isn't it? Especially when, like, if your partner's out at work and, um, you know, you probably your parents might be out at work and everyone's out doing their things and you're at home with your yeah. bub and it can get very lonely. So it'd be very nice just to have someone to just sit there yeah. with you to have yeah. a chat. Or- yeah, and just debriefing your birth as well. Um, you know, at that two, three, four day mark when you're like, well, what's just happened? Um, having someone to talk through with is, yeah really helpful. Yeah. And how long do people tend to have a postnatal doula for? Uh, it can depend. There's different packages. Um, like I said, and different doulas offer different things. For me, I have, um, three different packages and one is, um, simply, um, like a meal and gifts and things like this. So there's no like support hours, in-house support hours. Then I have one that offers uh, about six or eight hours in home support. And then I have another package that goes for a month long and then I come and help you for the whole month. Um, But yeah, like I said, I I also offer extra hours. So if you get like maybe the medium-sized package and you're like, oh, I, I feel like I still want a little bit more love, then you can tap on a few extra hours and I can come and see you for that time. Obviously I'm not going to be like, okay, I'm on the clock. Like I've got to go now. Like (laughs) I'm going to come and support you in whatever way you need. But yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah. And so, um, one more question before we get into where people can find you. Uh, what is the thing that you love the most about working with, um, women through their pregnancy, birth and recovery? Yeah, I think it's watching them on the whole journey. So I've had some mums that came to prenatal yoga, um, and then gave birth. And then after their six weeks kind of recovery, started coming to mums and bubs and came to mums and bubs until bub could crawl. And now we're really good friends. So I think watching mums blossom, I suppose, from, yeah, being pregnant and, and 
glowing into this new mum and yeah helping support them all the way through oh yeah you've just made me think of one more question i want to ask you (laughs) sorry um you're talking about mum and bub yoga yeah so you also do yoga where mums can come along with their baby yep what does that kind of look like because it can be challenging with a baby (laughs) yeah Yeah, sometimes we get people peering in like what's going on in there (laughs) um so mums and bubs yoga you come to from about six weeks or if you've got um a check from your um physio to to say that you're okay to come back to exercise um you bring bub along um right now we offer an eight-week course um and you come with your play mat um bubs there we set up in a circle so all the bubs can kind of interact if they want um it's a safe space again like i said so feeding is fine changing is fine you can bring your pram into the room um i always get mums to check in on bub like regularly making eye contact and touching them so the bub knows that they're safe but also if bub like wants to be held um they can be held like it's a very um unstructured class I suppose in that we've got people standing and sitting or walking with bub and feeding and changing and but we go through um a few things we gently we focus on the pelvic floor again um and then you've got also got mums at different stages as well of their recovery so some mums have obviously had cesareans and some mums have you know given birth six weeks ago and, and they're like ready to start running or well, actually I wouldn't recommend that <laughs> yeah. yeah um But yeah, so again, I just tell women to take it, to check in with their body and take it um, as um, easy as they feel that their body needs to not overstretch or anything. We gently get back into a few things that you can't do or that you shouldn't really be doing while you're pregnant. So things like twists, um, Mm -hmm. a gentle back bend, things like that. So yeah, twisting is really good, nourishing for all your organs. It's going to help get everything back into place after they've all been moved around from bub being in there so yeah so the benefit of the mum and bub yoga is more having connection with other women that are going through the same thing and also having a little bit of movement and stretching and time definitely yeah yeah we get we it's sometimes you have when you haven't stretched for so long you get into like a really juicy spot and you're like oh that feels so good um so yeah that's what I, I like to get that out of mums. Yeah, aim yeah. for that. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then we usually finish the core, the, the class with some restorative poses, gen- generally some heart openers because we spend so long like nursing and holding bub and hunched over. So it's really nice to get into um, and open up the chest and yeah. And what if baby's like crying and stuff, if women are worried, it's like, totally oh, my baby's going to cry. <laughs> yeah, totally fine. We're all mums in the room. So we all know what it's like. Um, and I generally um, put on a pot of tea at the end of class and we all sit around and have like a mum little gas bag or say what's been on our mind or what's been worrying us. And like we've had babies vomit on the mats or like I've had one baby breastfeed and I came around with like a little essential oil spray and it distracted Bob and she looked up at me and then milk was going <laughs> everywhere and it, it was funny and we all laughed about it. It's totally fine. (laughs) That happens, doesn't it? (laughs) Milk literally sprays everywhere. (laughs) Oh, fabulous. Okay, so where can people find you for both? um, So you do the 
pregnancy yoga, mum and bub yoga, and your doula services, yep. how can they find you best? Yeah, it's all on the same spot um, on my Instagram account. It's Janice, which is J-E-N-I-S-E dot yoga dot doula. So, Beautiful. Yeah. We will add a link to that on oh, the show you. notes. Yeah. And from there, they can find website or do they um, book directly through In the Instagram? process of getting a website made now. So they can do their booking and yeah, see it all through yeah, your yeah. Instagram. Um, yeah, direct message through Instagram or email as well. Um, and my email's up there. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Thank you so much for taking the time Thank to you. tell us your story. <laughs> and... Um, Yes, I can definitely recommend people go and do a yoga session and give it a couple of goes. Yeah, thank yeah. you. Beautiful. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Unscripted with Alex. This show was brought to you by Batika Co.